All right, all right, all right. Yeah, I'm not gonna do. <laughs> Welcome back to episode two of Viewers Cut with Diane and Idris. Hello. Today we're gonna talk about Midnight Mass, Venom. Well, what the hell is it called? Venom what? Um, something Carnage. Yeah. Let there be. Yes, Venom, Let There Be Carnage, and Squid Game, but mostly Midnight Mass. So we'll kick it off with a little little synopsis of Midnight Mass. So uh, Midnight Mass is a small seven-episode miniseries on Netflix. And to do a quick summary, which obviously will have spoilers in case you guys have not seen it, so basically, it's a small fishing town. I'm not sure where the location is. It's small. It's fictional. Crockett. Oh, is it? Yeah, I looked it up after. Croc- <laughs> Crockett, I- Crockett Island, I think, is the name of it in the show. Oh, yeah, it is because it's a yeah. yeah, I Googled it right after. Fictional, but disappointing, but yeah. Yeah, so it's a small fishing island, middle of somewhere. And it seems to be a pretty religious island, Catholic. And basically... I'll, like, go over some of the quick main characters. So there's one family called the Flins. There's a son who, I think he's in high school, maybe, like, junior high school, probably. Warren. Warren Flynn. He has a brother who, in the beginning, is shown that had been to jail for drunk driving, killed someone. And now he is being released in jail after about how many years? I think think it was four or something similar or something like that yeah so he's returning to the island he they have their parents there's bev keen which is a very very religious woman and you will but the, see she the gets annoying on the a lot. yeah yeah she's the annoying kind of religious person very annoying not that religion is yeah <laughs> <laughs> there's also the gunnings mother daughter the daughter is a doctor there is erin green um, and well, then she was childhood friends with Riley, which is the one that got out of prison. Then, then there's also Father, Father John, but Father John, his his new character with was Monsignor Pruitt. Oh, that's right. So, okay, basically, the story is there's this island, all very religious. One day, their original. Priest Monsignor Pruitt just doesn't show up, and you, Father, shows up, Father Paul. Oh, did I say John before? Yeah, Father Paul, not John. Yeah. <laughs> he shows up one day. Everyone's like, whoa, who's this guy? Let's let's give him a chance. Even though the other guy had been, Monsignor had been there for like probably decades, because he apparently was a very old guy. Yeah, Father Paul was there for many decades. No, Monsignor is the old guy. Okay. <laughs> He's replaced by a young guy named Father Paul. Basically, it turns out that um a bunch of weird phenom. Oh wait, I forgot to say that the genre of this is like horror, supernatural. So different things start happening. For instance, Riley Flynn's mom, she wears glasses. She her vision starts to get better. The dad, he can, like, walk normally again after years of his having really bad back problems because they're old people. 
and a paralyzed girl gets back her ability to walk. Oh, right, right. Which is a whole scene in the show that maybe we'll talk about in a bit. Yeah. And Bev Keen is the first one to find out that Father Paul is, in fact, Monsignor Pruitt, but he has somehow aged back to probably about being 30-something. Yeah, something like that. And he reveals that after he had gone to some... It was, I think, like, was it like a pilgrimage? Yeah, so he was on a pilgrimage in, in Israel, Israel for, yeah. for in Jerusalem, I think. And he kind of just wanders out into the desert in his old age. Ends up in a old cave and... He already had dementia at this point, I think, or something. Yeah. Anyways, he sees this creature in the cave. It, it looks to him like an angel. It looks like a human, but it has wings. So he, inter- being a very religious person, he interprets it as an angel. Right. But when you say he looks human, when you say it looks human, it really just looks like a very scary goblin, ghoulish kind but of creature. But you can clearly see a face. Yeah. It yeah. clearly has a face. It has eyes, nose, mouth. He interprets it as an angel. This angel feeds Monsignor Pruitt its blood to the father. He somehow ages back to like, 30-something, returns to the island, and he thinks that it is his duty to return this angel back to the island and somehow save the rest of the island because he thinks that they are, like, being chosen. Maybe he's some, he thinks he's the chosen one. Bev Keen knows this, and she they basically are always um, at Sunday Mass. They're always give a little bit of the angel's blood to all the people on the island. Right, like when they usually give... uh, Like the wine. Yeah, that and the crackers. Yeah, Yeah. like when they're creating the last supper at Catholic Mass. And basically, by the whole island consuming this blood, it makes them all immortal. Yep. But they have to die... And then once they die and they come back to life, they become immortal. This starts to happen to every to everyone. Riley Flynn, the guy that just got out of jail, he is not religious at all. So he's the only one, I believe. Right. So he was like one very like religious three. before going into jail. And then after being in jail, he kind of loses his faith. But yeah. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, he just... Him... Riley Flynn and a Muslim family in the show are the only ones, like, one of the few that don't really consume this, so they don't have the blood in their system. Yeah. Basically, they... Pretty much the whole island <laughs> gets infected with the blood. Um, characters end up dying along the way. Um, some of them are able to fight off, like, the... Pretty much when they're reborn after being fed the blood, they crave other human blood. So they want to go after um, other people who are not infected with blood and pretty much just drink their blood. So towards the end of the show, there's this big event where everyone gets converted into like demon creature, if you want to call it that. They still look human um, in the church and then they try to go after everyone else on the island and drink their blood. And it becomes a job of the sheriff, which is the one Muslim guy, um, Riley Flynn, um, 
Erin Green and the doctor and her mom, Dr. Sarah and her mom, Mildred, it becomes their job to basically save everyone else because they realize that this isn't something religious. Not Riley. Right. <laughs> <laughs> Riley actually ends up being the first one turned yeah. and he reveals himself to Erin and tells her to like get help because this is not an angel. This is like some demon or something. And yeah. Yeah, that's pretty much it. The, the end show, of the show. Yeah. They basically save everyone. They're saved, but everyone dies. Okay, yeah, yeah right. <laughs> <laughs> there's only there's only one survivor, which is Warren Flynn. And, and um, the girl that used to be able to walk. Completely forgot what her name is. Yeah. But anyway. The girl that was on the wheelchair. Millie, I think it was. But um yeah, she ends up when they finally kill this uh angel demon vampire creature towards the end of the show, they uh she loses her ability to walk again. So I guess somehow it's connected to that. Um but yeah, they're the only two to survive. Everyone else that's on the island burns to death when the sunrise comes up because they've been infected with this blood. Lisa is Lisa, the girl that not was in Millie, the wheelchair. Not Millie, Lisa. But yeah, that's pretty much the shortish synopsis of the show. Um, I think it does a good job of highlighting like some religious aspects, like how people struggle with faith, struggle with religion. And then, yeah, it kind of shows the good and the bad of it. The bad and very much in Bev Keen, who starts to pick and choose Bible verses to kind of fit her interpretation of the events that are going on because this angel is this kind of scary creature and because she's kind of grown up her whole life as like this religious figure on the island she's always she very much is into what's happening because she sees it as like a chance to be some kind of religious leader i think but yeah she is very much uh annoying in this show yeah, I think the show does a good job at showing you how much of a Karen she is. Yep. <laughs> she um she even kills well, I don't I'm not sure if it's clear, but I think that she kills Father Paul, which is a young version of Monsignor Pruitt. Yep. To see like, you know, to kill him so he can come back to life and be immortal. Well, I don't think she killed him for that reason. Yeah, I don't think that's what I'm saying. She, I don't think she killed him for that reason. I think she just killed him. I think she killed him to prove it, but he did not know. That's interesting. To test it. Okay, so pretty much what happened is earlier in the show, there's a character named Joe Colley. He's the drunk who um, accidentally shot, uh, what's her Lisa. name again? Lisa. when he was drunk and paralyzed her. But he has a dog and... Beth Keen very much hates this dog and set poison around the church, which the dog ends up eating and dying. And they show that pretty much the dog's death is similar to Father Paul's death. Um, they both kind of are like gurgling blood bleeding out of their mouth, which is our reason for thinking that Beth Keen killed Father Paul. But yeah, I don't think she knew he was going to come back to life. No, I think she knew that that was kind of what had to happen, but she was, like, unsure of it. I'm pretty sure that Father Paul had told her by that point. 
that that was what was going to happen. Or you think they don't know they didn't know that they could die and come back to life? I don't know. I didn't. I don't think because he was the first one to go through that process, right? Yeah, of, that was the first time he died. Yeah, I mean, aside it, from him dying in the well, he never even died in yeah. the cave. He was dying. Yes, I don't think he knew. I I honestly I felt like she kind of wanted to become the religious figure Mm -hmm. and run things after miracles started happening on the island. So maybe she did it on her own. Mm -hmm. Which, again, it doesn't make sense either because I don't think she would just go commit murder. Right. But, yeah. That part was a little confusing to me. Anyway, um, who was... What character do you think you liked the most? Because I know who I liked the most. Who? Tell me first. I really liked Sheriff. Oh, Sheriff Hassan. Yeah. Oh, yeah. He's the... Him and his son. I forgot his son's name. But they're the only... Oh, yeah. They're the only Muslims in the island. And the reason I found out about this show is through TikTok. (laughs) There's this one scene. There's this one scene in the show where Hassan finds out that... He finds a Bible in his son's book bag. And there's a whole school meeting kind of about this... Either way, the school only probably has like a hundred, not even students. No, Actually, yeah, the, not even the right? island. The island only has like a hundred thirty people. Yeah, so the school is probably like ten students. Yeah, <laughs> so maybe. The, they have a meeting for the students, and he brings up his concerns to Bev Keen about how it's not okay for the school to distribute Bibles, and you know she's one of those typical. I don't want to say Karen's, but Karen's yeah. that even though she brings up her point and he makes up a valid point of how she wouldn't like it if they were in an in a Muslim island and all the kids were sent home or grants. And she's like, Yeah, that's not the point. Anyways, the scene just really got in my nerves when I saw it on TikTok and that's how I found out about the show. But I really like him because he keeps his faith and he still kind of helps everyone out despite that. Although I guess at that point Riley also, yeah, really stuck to his belief. Yeah, because Riley not believing. Yeah, yeah, Riley pretty much became an atheist after being in jail, and the characters on the island kind of tried getting him religious again, but you know he wasn't really into it. But my favorite character, uh, I and wait, yeah, and Hassan, he never changes, right? He never changes. He gets like sh- no, 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 so he also. Oh, is he injured again? He gets shot. I think Buff King shoots. Right. Him. So even as he's shot, and he's like dying, he still dies praying. Yeah. So what happened? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So okay. So Such that was a my good scene. That was my favorite scene in the whole show. Just being Muslim, seeing that because like usually maybe it's not just on Netflix, but like all these other shows with like Muslim characters. Oh yeah. <laughs> it'll be something so like. The kid is going through high school. Like what was the show I was watching? They elite. Oh yeah, elites. Yeah, the kid is going through high school. They like start kind of testing with their faith, right? They kind of like lose their way, and then, but but the show always portrays it as like freedom. <laughs> but so pretty much what happens in this show is Ali, the he's the only Muslim kid on the island, right? So he all his friends are Catholic. He gets invited to the church, right? And it leads to some conflict with him and his dad. And he thinks everything that, that's happening are, like, miracles, right? Like Everyone exp- on the island thinks that, though. Yeah, 
exactly, right? So a, a girl can walk again after being paralyzed. People are aging younger, right? So he thinks they're all miracles. So in the end, when there's this big conflict with the few people trying to stop the church and then the church trying to get everyone to drink the blood, he chooses to drink the blood. And he does drink it, and eventually his dad gets away and all that. But towards the end of the show, he realizes what Bev Keen and the others are doing is, like, ridiculous. They pretty much became, like, vampires, wanting to go and drink everyone else's blood. And towards the end of the show, he helps his dad. They make it to the beach, and the sun is rising. So when the sun hits them, they're all going to pretty much just burn to death. But it ends with him kind of coming back to his faith and they pray towards the sunrise, right? Mm-hmm. When I saw that part, I was like, the feels, the goosebumps. That was my favorite moment. Yeah. Yeah. Although, also, um, I was going to say that I think it was nice to see that Father Paul wasn't like so far into his like religious ways that by the end he didn't see the truth because he did. And then by the end he was the one trying to stop Bev. Yeah, to me that part was a little, like it happened too fast. Right? No. I mean, that's what, I mean, I feel like that was how how it should happen. Yeah, it's just that six and a half episodes he's trying to accomplish something and then all of a sudden he sees it. Like, well, he had a different vision for how he thought it would go down. And she, Bev, sort of just stuck everyone into the church, made them all change to, like, these Im- immortal things at once. And obviously, they all started killing each other. And that wasn't his idea of how it should happen, of how this, like, religious awakening thing should happen. Yeah. So even he thought of that. Yeah. So pretty much the their whole point of... um. Like, the show kind of follows this theme of resurrection. Yeah. Right? Because uh, I think Easter was coming up in the show. So they took it as this sign where they're helping everyone's, like, religious spirit or just, you know, kind of be resurrected. Mm -hmm. So that was kind of the theme throughout the whole show. And there are ways of going about it, like you were saying, just way different, right? He wanted to do it slowly. Father Paul, Monsignor Pruitt, he wanted to do it slowly, kind of get everyone on board and on the same page and help them control the the urge to not want to drink other people's blood. Whereas Bev Keen was just like, let's change them. And everyone else who doesn't change, it's their fault for not coming to church. So who cares if they die? Yeah. Pretty much. Like that's why I don't she's a very, very hateable character. But yeah. Maybe we can talk about Erin a little. Oh, what about her? Um, I just felt bad for her because, like, the only background that you really have to her story before being on the island, because she was gone from the island for many years, and she also kind of had just returned. She's a teacher on the island, and she's pregnant, but part of, like, all these, like, miracles are, like, basically, like, aging backwards again, it takes away her baby. Right. And it's like it never happened when she goes to the doctor. The doctor's like, there's literally no trace that you were ever pregnant. And that was pretty heartbreaking for her. She doesn't have anyone. It seems I don't think she has family. I believe her mom died. Yeah, she has no one on the island. She's alone. And she had her baby. That was all she had left. And then she rekindled her romance with Riley. 
after he's back from jail. And then he dies because he was transformed. And he lets himself burn in the sunlight. Bro, I... <laughs> okay. <laughs> I think part. that was pretty honorable. Okay, so it was... Their relationship was kind of... It was interesting for, I think, a modern show, right? Mm-hmm. Because a modern show, obviously, if there's a romance developing, they just get to it real fast, right? But this show... Yeah, what do you mean get to it? They just get to it real fast. Anyway, and in this... Yeah. <laughs> and... In this show, even though they were kind of like... Because I think they dated when they were in high school or something. Yeah, they were like high school sweethearts. Yeah. And then they just sort of went separate ways. Yeah, so they were kind of really just talking with each other. And mm-hmm. connecting. Like, they didn't do anything. I don't think they even like kissed or anything like that. And uh, so it was just different in that way. Mm-hmm. But in the end, or maybe halfway through the show, he realizes when he's infected and he has this thirst for blood that... He doesn't want to experience that. And he wants to try to help. He wants to convince Erin to just leave the island so she doesn't get caught up in all of the the drama. So he takes her out on the boat across the river or water, whatever it was, to try to get to the mainland. And he does it when the sun is rising. He's not trying to get to the mainland. He's just trying to isolate her. No, no, he wants her to leave. He wanted her to leave to the mainland. Yeah. Yeah. So he thinks he's doing this like, very noble like act right by showing her the truth and just dying he in front of is. her he he feels like it's redemption or something for all of the bad stuff that he did before but he literally he does it and they show it kind of like two separate scenes like the music is nice and he's like redeeming himself right and he slowly burns away and the ashes in the wind and he blows into the wind no. Yeah, they do. He burns no. in a pretty horrific way. No, no. So he burns. You mean the way he imagines it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah, so he burns, right? And like he's like, the ashes are like blowing into the wind. Mm-hmm. And then they flash to the other side and it's Aaron. Yeah. And she's like screaming and bawling her eyes like out. like up in flames. Yeah. Burning. Yeah, it was just, it was interesting to, to see that part of it. Yeah, but I still think it was pretty <laughs> honorable of him. He was like an atheist, but he somehow sees himself become immortal. And then he still knows that it's better to die <laughs> than to live like that. Yeah. The, the the show has a lot of emotional moments and like conflicting emotions because you don't know if you're supposed to like a character or hate a character from the very beginning, right? Because Riley, he killed someone, DUI. It was a teenage girl that he killed. Yeah. And pretty much that's how the show starts off. You're not supposed to like this character. But it's like, you can tell when he comes back how regretful he is of everything, right? And you're and you're trying to feel for him. Mm-hmm. And same thing with Joe Colley, right? He paralyzes the girl. Mm-hmm. But then you see he's like a drunken mess all the time now. He has his best friend, the dog. And well, kinda, he already was a drunk before yeah, that. But he didn't get better. And he has his dog and they have like this loving relationship, right? And you're like, ah, but he shot and paralyzed a girl. Do I like him? Like, Yeah. And the fact that he had a sister all along apparently. Yeah. But she died while he was still on the island. And he still regrets never have seen her. But he just never, fo- he never found it in himself. Like he didn't feel like he deserved to leave the island because of what he had done. He just dies there. And no one even knows. Yeah, that's true. No one really And also no one ever even questions this the other guy that died, the kid. He's oh, like the, the drug, drug dealer. dealer. Yeah. 
it's like that's also kind of like how is this a really small island and no one notices that two people go missing yeah i i don't know i guess because they always go to the mainland so they assume like oh these people could have just gone to the mainland and oh true you know. but yeah good emotional show doesn't really have anything comedic in it no um i think the acting from Riley Flynn, and <laughs> the actor's name apparently is Zach Guilford. He's been in other stuff. I think he was in The Purge, and I'm not sure what else. I think his acting was a little stale at times. Yep, I, I wasn't but sure overall, if you were. It was pretty good. I, I wasn't sure if you were going to say good or bad. Oh, I would say pretty, yeah. not terrible, but kind of flat. Better. Yeah, yeah, it's kind of flat. But I guess coming out of jail, that's kind of like. That's true. That's you know, true. he's not really like super open and stuff. But yeah, there there are a lot of good characters. Um, Bev Keen, Samantha Sloyan. Yeah. Oh my God. You know, they're a good actor, actress, when they can really make you hate them. Yeah, I hated or this love lady them. so much. Mainly hate them. Yeah. And the main character, Father Pruitt, Father Paul, Paul. Monsignor Pruitt. Such a good actor. Yeah, he's been in other things. I don't know. I don't know what he's been in, but yeah, really good actor. Um, he he just kind of like looks suspicious the whole time, <laughs> but then when he goes on like his long monologues and speeches, yeah, pretty good. Um, what do you think about the? Oh, what? Fantastic Four. He was in. Wait, there? no, no, that's not him. I don't know why for a second Who? I thought he was um the one that stretches. Reed. He's not Reed. I never saw the new Fantastic Four. So. No, no, the old one. Oh, no, it's the a white one guy. from 2005. Oh, he's, he's white, white too. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I don't think that's him. But yeah, I was going to ask you what you thought about the angel because we haven't really spoken about that at all. Like, was it a demon? Was it a oh, vampire? It was for sure a vampire. Yeah. I don't think it was. There's one scene that I found kind of funny. So towards the end, when they're in the church trying to convince everyone to drink like the blood and transform, the demon vampire angel comes in wearing like the priest's robe. Oh yeah, and <laughs> just comes goes down the aisle of the church all the way to the front, and everyone's like staring in shock. Mm -hmm. It's just funny to me because it's like this thing doesn't speak. It just like you know what I mean. Mm -hmm. It's just funny that it was dressing up as the priest walking down the aisle. Because it was taking the part. Yeah. Like, that's the thing, right? It knew it was lying. Like, it knew this wasn't some religious thing, but it was trying to... That's what I'm saying. Clearly, it has a mind and can communicate. Yep. Yeah. But it's def I definitely don't think it was an angel. Yeah. They don't... Yeah, obviously not an angel. But yeah, they don't explain it at all. Yeah, they don't explain at all what its actual, like, origin is in the show. Yeah. Just completely up to... But Our it does die in the end. Yes. Uh, well, I assume it dies. At the end, it flies away from the island as everyone else is burning when the sun is rising. It probably gets burnt in that also. Yeah, because the kids, the ones that didn't get away, they're like, oh, there's... Like, they doubt that. Oh, they doubt that it's going to make it to the main island. Mm -hmm. And I'm pretty sure that it does die because at the end of the movie, she says she can't feel her legs. Yeah, I, I mean, not movie show. Yeah, I said that 20 minutes ago. I'm just saying that that's how you know it died. <laughs> yeah, I agree. But um, I was just going to say, like, throughout that whole show, 
why did it stay on the island, right? So pretty much this thing wants to infect everyone and let it spread across the world, right? That's kind of like the goal. I don't think that's the goal. It is. I don't think that was the vampire's goal. I think it was just having fun at that point or something because if that was the goal, it wouldn't have been in the cave where it was for who knows how long without bothering anyone. That's what I was thinking also, right? But what if the reason it had to stay in that cave is because it didn't have enough time to fly at night to a city? I'm pretty sure it did. We don't know is the point. I don't think that the old man, because he wandered through the desert until he found the cave. I don't think he wandered for Yeah, he could have wandered day and, no, but he could have wandered day and night, right? A full 24 hours, like. Oh, but how did it get there then? Like back? Like back to the (laughs) island? No, in the cave. Oh, in the past? Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Nothing is explained, right? So. Yeah. But yeah. It's a pretty good show. What would you rate it? Nah. By the way, these ratings are not based on much. No, these, these <laughs> just personal. These opinion. are the ratings to go by. Yeah, I don't, I don't trust Rotten Tomatoes. Nine out of ten. I think I was gonna. I think it would have been an eight out of ten, but just the fact that uh, Ali became religious Muslim again at the end and prayed before he died—that that was my reason for giving it a nine. Biased. As opposed to what? An eight. Oh, I would probably give it. A solid eight and a half. Yeah, that's good. Because of the acting. Yeah. But it was like the overall storyline of it was pretty good. Yeah. It's and been it a- wasn't dragged out too much since, a min- since it's a miniseries. Yep, just seven episodes. And it was on Netflix's top ten for a while. Yeah, but I never really heard anyone talking about it. Even though I would say it was pretty Yeah. Pretty good. It was up there too. It was like number two or three before. Yeah, for a while. Now it's towards the number ten, but because of Squid Game. Yeah, Squid Game ruined it all. Took all the hype away with it. <laughs> but yeah, that's it for Midnight Mass. Go check it out. Well, if you're listening to this, you've already been spoilered heavy, but there's still a lot that we did. <laughs> yeah, there's a lot we did. So. Like some love stuff here and there. Yeah. But yeah, that's it for this. And I guess next we will talk about Squid Game. Squid Game. Squid Game. It's on Netflix. Yeah. But everyone knows that. Maybe you heard about it. Yeah. Not gonna give not gonna go too much into detail about this show since everyone has probably seen it. As you should probably watch a show before you listen because we spoiler everything heavy. Um, spoiler? Yeah, spoiler. Spoil. Yeah. Spoil everything. Not spoiler everything. I don't. <laughs> you weren't even born here. Oh my God. <laughs> <laughs> anyway. Um, yeah, so Squid Game. Let me just say, I still don't really understand what the actual Squid Game is. What do you mean? Not like the show. I'm talking about like the game. Oh, like, like that, the f- like the Squid Game? Yeah, like the final game that they play. Yeah, me neither. I mean, I get it, but I just don't see why. Yeah. Like, yeah. what's the... I mean, maybe if we'd grown up playing this, we would understand it more. Yeah. But yeah, I don't because really understand. there's like... Okay, so this is what I get, right? The first part of it, you have to... 
get past someone while only being on one foot, right? And the two examples they show in, in the show, one, he throws sand into the guy's eye towards the end, right? Uh, Giyun throws sand into Sangwoo's eyes. And then in the very beginning of the show, when they're having like this flashback to when they were kids or whatever, and they were showing it, he lies and says, hey, look, your mom's over there. And then he jumps past. Oh, yeah. And like both of those examples seem super unrealistic. I don't think the sand one. So you think every time kids play, they just throw sand in each other's eyes and like jump past? No, obviously, but I don't think they're as aggressive when they were young. But that's what I'm. That, but that's what I'm saying, right? You're on one foot in a little square, and you mm-hmm. have to jump past this person mm-hmm. without getting touched. Mm-hmm. Real- kind of like tag. You're hopping on one foot. Yeah, what's your point? That's incredibly <laughs> difficult to get past someone while hopping on one foot. It's not like it does doesn't seem possible no because once you get to the square where you're supposed to like get past you're not on one foot anymore the game starts out you have to get past someone while being on one foot no don't you just have to walk Mm. i mean hop on one foot okay just watch the show don't trust (laughs) (laughs) don't trust us on this because clearly we don't know what we're talking about but yeah that (laughs) that game Still left me confused, no matter like what happened in the show. Um, I liked that some of the games I knew, right? So like it wasn't just this weird it just it wasn't just like a show where I know nothing about, right? Where it's just like all Korean culture and I what don't know what games did you know? Hello, Tug of War, Red Light, Green Light. Yeah, it's only two. Yeah. Uh, but it started okay, out yeah, with yeah. something simple, right? It started with mm-hmm. red light, green light. Everybody knows red light, green light. Yeah. Though for me, when I played it, it would be like, you say red light, green light, one, two, three. Mm-hmm. And that's when you turn around. Mm-hmm. It seems in other people play it, you just say green light. And then when you say red light. Like, how do you play it? Red light, green light, one, two, three. And then you turn. Oh, okay. And that's when people freeze. Okay. So we played it the same way. But yeah, I like that I was at least familiar with some of the games. What was your uh, favorite game that they played? Mm-hmm. Probably, probably the one where they have to pick the right class to stand on. Oh, that was the second to last game, right? Yes. Either that one or Tug of War. Yeah, my favorite was Tug of War. Why'd you like the glass game? Just because it was pretty... I just like the way that scene went, I think. Okay. How they were sort of like... Starting to push each other onto the next class. So you liked seeing them kill each other? I... <laughs> okay. No. Um, I just, I don't know, like, like well, throughout many, a lot of, of the scenes in the show, Yeah. I was actually feeling like my heart beat fast, beat, beat fast. Because <laughs> I was pretty nervous for everyone. And I felt like the that game was one of those times where I was just like actually genuinely really nervous for them. Yeah, one thing. But I liked how then the guy, the one that apparently had been working in like glass yeah. stuff his whole time. Yep. Because like he knew this whole time and he sort of, well, either way, he couldn't have like skipped, right? Because had, they had to wait their turn. Yeah, but he, like he couldn't have no, told no, them. No, it was voluntary. He could have went first if he wanted. Or was it? Yeah, no, yeah. No, I'm pretty sure he had to go in the order. No, 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 it was voluntary. 
Yeah, it was voluntary. He chose to go last. No, it. Oh, but on they didn't know what the game was, but they had to go in the order that they picked the vests in. Was it? Yeah, because wasn't that oh. the one where they showed them like a bunch of like vests and they're like pick one, and Gion didn't know like oh like should I pick the first number one. Like, maybe that'll be good in this game. Or maybe it's a game where being first won't be good. You're right. You're right. And he ends up picking the last one. And he's the very last one to go. Okay. Yep. You're right about that. Yeah. And also, just after that game is when everything just went downhill. Yeah. One thing I didn't like is that... So, the, like you are saying, the glassmaker guy, mm-hmm. he was using actual strategy. Yeah. Right? He was, like, looking at the glass and listening to it. But then... The game makers didn't like he was like the fact that he was using, using strategy. Yeah, that was messed up because the whole point of everything was to actually give everyone a chance. Yep. Although I guess in a way, taking away his ability to tell is sort of making it an even playing field. Because mm. nobody else there besides him knew. Yeah. Right? But I don't know. That's the kind of thing. It's like these shows where you have to yeah. use strategy, right? It's like you use strategy. You don't just make it this like thing where no one can compete but yeah so that was yours my favorite was tug of war for the complete like for the reason i was just saying it was very anime like like strategy anime like where they have to use some kind of crazy strategy to figure something out and they were clearly underpowered right they had a smaller team or whatever but somehow someone has this like brilliant strategy because they have experience doing something well since everyone knows that like the old guy actually was in on it the whole time yeah he probably also just knew from watching people play the game throughout the years yeah but and from playing it like he said right i think it was both yeah but yeah i i found that part pretty cool like the strategy that went into and you had asked me one time how like what would have happened if they'd lost? Remember you told Ooh. me? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And I saw on TikTok. Of course, on <laughs> where TikTok. I get all my information yeah. from. That apparently if you, like, pause the scene, once they all fall, right? Because they all fall because they, like, after they win. Yeah. And they cut the rope. You can see that he actually was the only one that wasn't actually, like, locked in. Was he? Really? Yeah. Apparently, you can see his arm. His wasn't actually. I think there's like some additional cuff or something that was to tie them on, to yeah. lock them in, but he wasn't locked in. Interesting. Yeah. Okay, I didn't know that. I don't know why. I'm you never, not sure. I don't know why you never mentioned that to me. To tell, tell you now. Oh. oh Save for it the, for the for the podcast. <laughs> <laughs> I don't. I didn't really pay too much attention to the, the to the scene that they were showing around, but that's what I saw or I heard. I mean. Yeah. But yeah, that was my uh, that was my favorite moment. Yeah, so the old guy, O Ilnam, right? I real I didn't well I realized afterwards, but so in the marble game, I don't know what the marble game is called, but I think it's just marble. But when they have the very emotional deaths towards the end of that episode, he's the only one that they don't show actually getting shot. So for Ali and for um, what's the other girl's name that you like? I don't remember mm-hmm. her name is. 
the girl. the girl that was partnered with Sebyuk. Was the other Korean, the other Korean girl, yeah, maybe, maybe Ji Young, I think. I think it was her, yeah. Yeah, when she died, they showed her getting shot, but for Il Nam, they never showed him getting shot. Yeah, also because I didn't see the show as soon as it came out, I got, I saw some spoilers, so I I had seen one spoiler of a meme that showed him, and it was like, wow, this guy. It wasn't wow. It was like this guy really had me feeling bad for him the whole time. Oh. Wow. So by the time I started watching the show, I was like. I was thinking, oh, he's somehow in on it. Major spoilers. Where did you, where did you see that spoiler? I think on Instagram. Oh, okay. I, I was about to say. Because TikTok be spoilering everything. Yeah, I actually didn't really see any spoilers on TikTok. Yeah, so one thing I didn't get is why didn't the main character, why didn't Gion go look him up after? Why would he look him up? Because I don't know. It seemed like someone he was close with, you know. And yeah. if he if he did look him up, but I don't think he ever told him his real name. Did he did, it? yeah. Oh, yeah, in the end, right? Right, right before yeah. he was supposed to get killed in the Marvel game, he he told him. He was like, "Oh, I remember now. My name is Oh Il Nam." I mean, maybe he just that was a pretty traumatizing thing to go through. Yeah, but so all, all I'm saying is that if he did look it up, he would have seen that this guy's actually like some rich. Maybe not. What do you mean? Maybe he... That's his real name. Maybe he doesn't even exist in real, normal life. Oh, that name? Oh, you don't know? Maybe he has... Maybe that's his real name. But he goes by another name. Because so he's not linked somehow eventually to all this stuff going right, on. Right, but he's rich in real life. Yeah. So you can find rich people online. That's what I'm saying, but maybe... Never mind. <laughs> <laughs> anyway. Um, yeah. Uh, do you remember the scene where they're back after everyone quits the first time? Mm-hmm. Right? And they're back in um, South Korea. Mm-hmm. And he and Giyun goes to the deli and gets ramen or whatever. No, he gets a drink. And then Oh Il Nam is there. Yeah. And like they supposedly ran into each other. Mm-hmm. You think he went there on purpose to meet him? Well, yeah. He's a rich guy. He wasn't even dressed rich. He was dressed like very down. Not that there's a way to dress rich. So he went there in what? In hopes of convincing Gion to go back to the game? I think so because I think even when he met him in the beginning, he could already he already liked him. Yeah. So I think he just wanted him to be a part of it. Yeah. Seems kind of weird. It's kind of he might have also stretch. just been checking in on him since he ended up liking him. Yeah, and he somehow ended up convincing him to go back anyway. Question: Whose death was the saddest for you? Oh my god! Because that's it was a bit surprising to me. Like I wasn't sure how the show was gonna go. Yeah, but they really just killed everybody off. Yeah, like I I I didn't know if it was gonna go that way. They were all really sad. I you guess... look like you're about to cry right now. No, I'm not. Okay. I guess I'm stuck between Ollie mm-hmm. and Kong Byuk. Yeah. Because she has a brother that was waiting for her on the outside and he had a family that was waiting for him too. And that's just really sad. Yeah, the thing with like they're they were a bit different that they weren't like in debt or anything. Yes, they were. Sebyuk? 
She wasn't well, yeah, in okay, debt. I guess she wasn't in debt. Ali wasn't in debt either. He he was just trying to make money for his family. Well, he was in he was in debt because he hadn't been paid. But then he went and stole the money. Yeah. So now he's not in debt, but now he's like a criminal. So he needs the money now to get away. Yeah. That was a great scene when he accidentally yeah, got that. his boss's hand like crushed. Yeah. Yeah. My I think so I think Oh Ilnam's death in the marble game was the saddest to me. Mm-hmm. But literally when they didn't show him getting shot, I was a bit suspicious. Yeah, me too. I Even though I wasn't sure that was a yeah, yeah, yeah. I didn't I didn't know what I was suspicious about. I was just, you know, suspicious about it. And then in the end, when they in the final episode when they show that he's actually still alive, I wasn't shocked. But then I don't know what's the point of doing that when he just dies 10 minutes later. We're doing what? Like showing that he's still alive. Because you like, mean like the way the, the people made the show? Yeah. Because that's the way of tying it in to like the fact that he created it. Yeah, but you get what I mean? Like it's this big reveal he's still alive and then he just dies 10 minutes later. Well, it would make sense for him to die. He was dying. Yeah. Anyway, I'm just saying. Did you ever see the like theories that he's actually Gian's father? You know what's crazy? <laughs> no, you know what's crazy? I was thinking that like while I'm watching the show, I didn't know that was a theory. I never thought of but that. But I'm assuming it's just a theory because multiple people will think that. Like I didn't when think when he's that. describing his like childhood and where he's from and all that. Mm-hmm. And I th- like, you know, in the Marble game when he's, like, talking about where he grew up, wasn't Gion like, oh, yeah, me too. Like, like yeah, that's how his neighborhood also Yeah, was. yeah, yeah. So that's why I was kind of thinking that. And then he doesn't have a dad. I, yeah, I don't think they talk about his dad, right? No, apparently also because at one point Gion says his birthday or something. and His dad's old, birthday? No, he says his own birthday. Okay. And then the old guy goes, oh, yeah, I, let's just say he said his birthday was January 24th. The old man goes, oh, yes, I have a son, too, or something like that. And his birthday was, and it's off by, like, two days, I think. Really? Yeah. And then also, apparently, at one scene when they're, when they're giving out the milk, when there isn't enough for everyone, I think that was, I don't know, but they're giving out the food while they're inside. And then Giyun says, like, he, he can't have milk because I think it's, Bad for his stomach. And he says yeah. how he would always get like chocolate milk or something at school. Oh, yeah, yeah. The old man seems to somehow know. I forgot what exactly it is. But he somehow knew and he was like, and he offered him his, I forgot what he had. Wow. It would have been great if you told me these things before the podcast. I was I saving it for <laughs> <laughs> Interesting. Yeah, I didn't know all that. But I, yeah. that's kind of a feeling I was having. So maybe they'll, well, we don't even know if they'll have a season two. Maybe they will. Maybe they'll go a bit more into it. What but, wait, wait. But if that was his son, don't you think he would have, like, somehow cheated the games to make sure his son won? Oh, I guess he did. Well, his son did win, right? He let him win, right? In the marble one? Yeah. But he didn't know that he would win, though. Whatever came next. That's true. Like, the... The squid game. The glass. Oh, no, he was in the glass one. Yeah, so I don't think he would have cheated it for his son to win. Wait, like, no, he wasn't in the glass one. Yeah. Oh, no, the old guy, no. Yeah. No, he was dead before that. But, yeah. What do you think about the ending? What do you think about him not boarding the plane? It frustrates me so much. That he didn't board the plane? Because after all that, 
his goal was kind of like to be a better father. And then he doesn't get on the plane to go see his daughter. Yep, I agree. Also, so they show the whole scene, right? The music starts playing. And then he stops and he turns around like this big epic scene. Mm -hmm. And I'm like, this guy was a loser two years ago. Like he doesn't, he's not athletic. You know what I mean? Is he just going to go take down Squid Game? Like. I don't know. To me, that's, but it was still cool. Yeah, because he can't actually take it down. Yeah, he's just by himself. He doesn't have any help. Another ending point. Do you think the, um, What's the, the detective's name? Uh, Junho. Junho. Do you think he's still alive? Mm. Yes. Probably. I feel like he probably had a vest on just in case. Oh, I didn't even think about that. I mean, but he's yeah. a cop. Actually, where would he have gotten it no, from? No, no, yeah. He wouldn't have had a vest on. I mean, maybe he picked it up from... Didn't they show blood come out of his vest? I don't know. I don't, I don't know. know. But either way, they didn't show him die on camera, so I'm assuming he's still alive. And then just the whole thing with his brother being the front man, it was... Is there another season confirmed? No. I really thought that the main, like the game master, was going to be the one that was... <laughs> was going to be Huang... Who? Huang Jun... Oh, Jun Ho? Jun Ho. <laughs> Wait, you thought the game master would have been Jun Ho? Yeah. Why? That's the detective. Oh wait, no, not him. Um, the one that oh, this guy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The one that played the game in the beginning where yeah, you have yeah. to smack the card yeah. down. I thought it was gonna be him. Oh, maybe he'll he's the one that took over. So since O Ilnam is dead. Oh, true. Maybe that's no, it. but the game master's still alive. Hmm. The game master's still alive. No, I mean the one who ran the whole operation was O Ilnam. I doubt they're gonna make him take over. What if he is also O Ilnam's son? And what if he's brothers with Giyun? Nah? Anyway, we'll find out if they have a season two. But yeah, that's it for Squid Game. Nine out of ten. What? Nine, Nine out, out of ten. ten. Yeah. This one's really good. Nine out of ten. Um, I don't think I've ever given a ten out of ten. So next up, we have Venom. One. Yeah. yeah. Venom is probably the... One, one that I have the least to say about. Same. It is, as you can tell, is a bit of an eh movie. A bit of a five and a half, six movie. That's what I rate it. Six out of ten. Um, To me, it's just... It was like all kind of childish humor. Like nothing was very funny. Nothing was very emotional. Like... What do you think? I agree. It was also just pretty rushed. Was it? How long was the movie? I think an hour and a half. Okay. An hour, 37 minutes. Yeah, I feel like this movie happened just for the end credits. Yeah, I think the end credits is like... Everyone's talking about the end credits more than the actual movie. Yeah, and so pretty much the end credits, he... Wait, does he wake up? What, what, I no, forgot he's how he's transported. To Venom. Eddie is talking to Venom about life, and then Ed, Venom is saying, "Oh, you have no idea, like everything that I've seen." Like, right about the different universes. Yeah. And like, then Eddie the says, "Like, show me." And he's about to show him, 
And then instead they feel this like shakiness and they get transported. And they're in the same universe as Tom Holland, Spider-Man from the MCU. That's, that's the end credits pretty much. When I saw, I, I wasn't spoiled. Like I didn't see this anywhere on social media. But even when I saw it, I was just like, oh, okay. Like, like, you weren't surprised? Or yeah, yeah. Yeah. Like, I guess I kind of saw it coming just because I knew they were doing this whole Spider-Verse thing. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so I wasn't blown away. But I heard that they're not, they're not going to actually tie them in together. Wait, really? Yeah, that's what I've heard. I think I read a couple articles about how there's no actual plan to bring it together. So. So it was just like a fun thing? I think so. I mean, maybe they will. Or maybe someone just said that and released it to throw people off. But that's what I that's I saw one article or something about that. Yeah, even if someone says that to throw people off and then it happens, I still won't be like surprised, <laughs> right? Like, what's the point of trying to throw people off after? I mean, I wouldn't Venom itself like this, except for like... Character, character, movie, universe. Yeah, character of Marvel isn't one that I'm particularly excited by. Yeah, yeah so the the ending scene um, where they're fighting in the church, right? And he uses the bell. Pretty much they make use of the bell to, to kind of get um, Carnage separated from... What's his name? Cletus? Cletus Cassidy. Yeah. That was pretty reminiscent of Spider-Man 3, Tobey Maguire Spider-Man 3, mm-hmm. where I don't know where their battle was. It was like in some... Const- like some building some under old. construction. Yeah, or, yeah and he, he hits a bunch of pipes pretty much to kind of get Venom off of Eddie Brock. Yeah. So it was, it was pretty reminiscent of that. Like I said, though, nothing blew me away about this movie. Um, the opening... Of course, there's always, I feel like anytime there's some kind of relationship issue in a movie or a show, the, like the girl is so annoying. Like in uh, the beginning of this one. What's her name? Her name. Annie. Is it Annie? Or Anne. Anne or Annie. Yeah. Anyway, she like is about to get engaged to a new guy. So she calls Eddie to go out to dinner to say that she's going to get engaged to a new guy. Like, bro, like. What is women? I tell what you. What is wrong with women? Like, who thinks that's a good idea? That's why I'm not a woman. But I'm glad because of that. Like, I'm glad that he didn't end up with her at the end. Yeah. Like, if it was some cheesy romance, they end up with each other again. Like, plus the guy that she's dating is actually pretty funny. Yeah. He adds. He. I feel like he probably adds the best humor to the movie. Yes. He's probably the best character in the whole movie. <laughs> yeah. Either him or the Chinese lady that works at the... Mrs. Chen. Yeah. Is it Chen or Chow? Mrs. Chen, yeah. Yeah, she was pretty funny. But, yeah. What were you about to say? Mm. <laughs> you think I know what <laughs> But, uh, yeah. To be honest, like, I don't even really want to say much about this movie. It's not great. Yeah. I mean, if anything, I'm probably a bit more excited for The Eternals. But maybe that'll be on another Yeah, yeah The Eternals. Did it come out yet? No. It comes out November 3rd, 4th, 5th, 6th. Yeah. yeah. We have to watch The Eternals. We have to watch Dune. Dune is probably going to be the next movie we watch. It's already out. 
Yeah. I know. It came out last week, but you... But I mean talking about Marvel. Your, yeah. Wait, doing is Marvel? No. That's what I'm oh. saying. <laughs> I was talking about Oh, <laughs> uh, I was just got to say the stuff we have to watch. Well, we could have watched it when it came out, but you were busy. <laughs> but yeah yeah we also rated like a 6 out of 10 yeah so I guess that's it really I don't want to go into too much detail about Venom Um, anything to add before we shut this off nope awesome thank you three people who listened for more than five minutes last week um, <laughs> hope some more of you have actually listened. If you listen to the end, message me on Instagram, and I will send viewers cuts or on Twitter viewers cut pod. Twitter we don't use at all. No, no, people actually use Twitter a lot. We just don't. Yeah, I don't use it either. But yeah, if you're still listening, message me, and you can win. One dollar. <laughs> <laughs> okay, that's all. Talk to you later. Bye-bye.